This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 20th of June. In your Squiz Today... The voice referendum gets the go-ahead. Pakistan mourns after a migrant ship disaster. Ski season kicks off. And a disappointing pie chart. This is your Squiz today. The Senate officially passed a bill yesterday that will allow the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum to go ahead later this year. And Claire, there's been quite a few steps taken to progress the proposal to create that advisory body to give Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people a say in government policy. So why don't you recap what's gone down so far? Look, I won't go back to the start of things. Let's just look over the last 12 months or so. So when Prime Minister Albanese was elected, he announced plans for a referendum. That was at the Gama Festival last July. And then in March, after a few months of consultation with Indigenous leaders, the government shared what it said was the preferred draft wording of the question that Aussies will be asked to vote on. Mm. That wording was included in the Constitutional Alteration Bill, which ticks that legislative box to allow the referendum to happen. And that's the legislation that went through the House of Reps late last month before passing the Senate yesterday. There was a standing ovation when it was voted through yesterday 52 to 19. And PM Anthony Albanese spoke up afterwards. He said the referendum would be a moment of national unity and a chance to make our nation even greater. But he still hasn't announced a date for the referendum just yet. Yeah, we're probably not going to have to wait too long for that, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has to be scheduled between two to six months from now. So mid-October is really tipped as the preferred time when you take into account footy finals and school holidays and all those sorts of things. So we'll wait and hear about that. Uh, Both the yes and no sides will now ramp up their campaigns, though. Uh, In a nutshell, the no side is saying that a voice would lead to regular high court challenges and also delays in government decision-making. And on the yes side, they say that it's all about recognising our first people in the constitution and listening to their voices on the issues that impact them. Yeah, lots of people have lots of views on the voice and that's prompted the Assistant Minister for Indigenous Australians, Malandiri McCarthy, to call on campaigners to be respectful and mindful of the impact that their commentary can have. Officials from Pakistan yesterday said that more than 300 of its citizens died when a migrant boat capsized off the coast of Greece last week. The official death toll hasn't been confirmed yet, but the United Nations says more than 500 people are missing, Claire. Yeah, that makes it what the European Commissioner for Home Affairs, Orva Johansson, uh, said could be the worst tragedy that's ever been seen in the Mediterranean. Mm. Uh, what happened last week is that an overcrowded fishing trawler was detected off the coast of Greece. It went under. A hundred survivors were pulled from the water, along with more than 70 people who had died. 
Some estimates, though, say 750 people were on that boat and it was heading to Europe, as many thousands are as they try and seek sanctuary from war and persecution and poverty. Uh, Greek officials say that those in charge refused help just until before it sank, but yesterday reports cast doubt on those claims and they're seeming to point to Greek officials as being negligent. Officials say that nine suspected people smugglers have been arrested over it and are due to appear in court this week. And Claire, you and Alex are whipping up a quick squeeze shortcut that looks into that migrant crisis. Just head over to Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app to find that episode a little bit later today. We've spoken a few times about the problems that consulting firm PwC has faced, Claire. That's after it was revealed that the company had misused confidential government tax information. And this week didn't get off to a great start for them either, but it's for another reason. Yeah, so the company is one of many that's been caught up in a global data breach. Uh, It was carried out by Russian-linked hackers, and it's a hacking group that calls itself CLOP, uh, (laughs) C-L-0-P, so it's very techie. They were able to access the servers of a program called Move It, transfer. It's a service that's used by governments and corporations all around the world to send digital files over the internet. So uh, when you look at those affected, the BBC, uh, Shell, other consultants, EY, also British Airways have been caught up in that hack. Uh, As for PwC here locally in Australia, it says it did use that service, but it was just for a small number of clients. And Claire, a weak password wasn't the cause of that hack, but this is timely. A new study from Telstra shows that 78% of Aussies use the same password across more than one account. They use things like pet names and favourite sporting teams. So a little public service announcement this morning to update your passwords. I told you my very, very simple one yesterday when we were talking, Claire. So this is a PSA for me too. (laughs) We can all do better on that front, I reckon. If squizzers in Southeast Oz are anything like me, they've probably been wearing an extra layer or two over the past couple of days. A cold front has moved in and it's brought a massive dumping of snow to parts of the country. Yeah, and that must really be music to skiers' ears. There's been a pretty lacklustre start to the winter Mm. and there were lots of concerns about whether there was going to be much snow. Uh, But the high country in New South Wales is really looking for a lot of snow this week. Perisher and Threadbow particularly uh, are getting blizzard-like conditions and lots of snow there. Um, This cold front passed through Tasmania and South Australia on Sunday night, then moved on to Victoria, the ACT and New South Wales yesterday, bringing, and this is the really technical term, really chilly (laughs) conditions. Yeah, the Bureau of Meteorology says those really chilly conditions are set to stick around in the southeast for the rest of the week. So it's definitely a good time to rug up if you haven't already. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
The 2023 Logie nominations are in, Claire, and ABC journo and presenter Lee Sowes is up for a gold Logie for the first time. Yes, yeah, so she's been nominated for Most Popular Personality on TV, uh, and that was after she called time on her 12-year run on the ABC 730. Uh, that was last year. Since then, she's taken over as host of Australian Story. Uh, and I like Sales's response to it. She said that it was a bit surreal. Uh, and she also joked that the less people see of me, the more popular I apparently <laughs> am. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure we like seeing her whenever we can. Um, she's up against a few very well-known names. Uh, that includes Hamish Blake, who's won the Gold Logie twice, uh, Osha Gunsberg, uh, also comedians Julia Morris and Sean McAuliffe. Um, there's actor Mark Cole-Smith and also Dancing with the Stars host Sonia Kruger. If you're keen to tune in and find out who wins that, there will be a little bit of a wait. The trophies are handed out in Sydney on the 30th of July. I've always thought economists have a tough job, Claire. That's because I'm not great with numbers. <laughs> it's probably not easy ploughing through all those spreadsheets, but one has taken a different approach to crunching the latest data on our nation's economic health. So Jason Murphy is his name. He's looked at our consumption of meat pies. He was particularly <laughs> interested in diving into the national accounts and he dived into meat pie consumption. He found that it's down 40% from its peak in 2020. And look, it gets a bit technical as to why that might be the case. And that includes that the official stats looks at supermarket and bakery sales, but it doesn't include takeaway shops. Yeah. So the idea is in 2020, we bought our pies at Coles and Woolies and ate them at home during the pandemic and now we're out and about again and our pie consumption isn't being captured fully. But Claire, I bought a pie on the weekend so I think I'm doing my part for Australia. Yeah, and it's (laughs) cold where I am so I reckon it's a pie day today. So between us we're doing our bit. Squeeze the day, Claire. Today you're sharing a birthday with Lionel Richie and Nicole Kidman. Yep, I'm in very good company. It is my birthday. It's not a significant one, but I reckon every birthday is an achievement. Yeah, it sure is. Happy birthday. <laughs> and you. what can we get you for your special day today? Look, you can sign up to the Squiz Today newsletter. That'd be nice. Uh, or you could tell a mate about this podcast. I reckon either of those <laughs> things would be really lovely. A great present. And that wraps <laughs> us up today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers but the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is 
a lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.